Do you have any like leaks on like collections coming up? Any cool designs? Leaks on collections? You know, I, and I'll shout out our fantastic intern team. We're working on a few designs. I can't give any leaks yet. Trust me, if I could, I would because I like to. I'm someone that like, reads like leaks and stuff, especially for sports and everything. So if I could, I would. But we have a lot of stuff in the pipeline. We're working a lot on it. There's some cool designs that the interns have come up with, or like, some cool ideas that we want to actuate. There's some a few sketches that we have that are pretty cool. Welcome to another episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Greener team. Today we got one of our managers here and co-founder, Prem Rana. Prem, how are you doing today? Yo, I'm doing good. You know, tomorrow it's supposed to be a snowstorm, apparently. So reading that about that in the news. Yeah, no, go up that. I'll take my uh, 70 and sunny here. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't actually ever, because I like my office is in my parents' basement right now. Classic millennial stereotype living in your parents' basement, you know. But so as a result of that, like I have some windows, but I don't actually know the weather. So like I'll like go to work and I'll come up stairs and I'll be like, oh, we're under a lot of snow or oh, our front driveway is flooding. Very cool. I hope it rains a lot. So that, that's always a fun time. During the day, do you like ever like go up or just stay downstairs most no, of the time? I actually do go upstairs mainly for food, but also just so I can see sunlight sometimes because I don't get like the sunlight. It's it's sporadic down here. It's not like good sunlight. So I like go upstairs sometimes just to see that, but I have to do it more. Um, just like the cavemen and early humans. Yeah. Going outside, hunting for food, gathering stuff. It's a classic. All right, cool. Well, today, for everyone out here listening, we're going to be talking about merchandising and this new branch of the Green Roof Team. Prem, you want to like introduce what we're going to be doing where it's like merchandising and that end of the business? Yeah, sure. So as you know, we've hopefully talked about one of our goals as a company is to make money as many other companies like to hopefully do. But like, you know, our kind of our flagship product was this play kit and we're still working on that and that is making some very good progress. But, you know, as this chief marketing officer, you know, I, I think one of the untapped potentials that we haven't really touched on is sort of how we can expand the brand and how we can take advantage of that. Cause you know, that, that logo up there, it's my fingers terrible putting, but that's a pretty cool logo. I think it's nice and clean and there's a lot of opportunity to, you know, expand our brand and also, you know, create cool products around it that aren't necessarily related to the blade kit so that's where the merchandising comes in where we're going to try and you know create some cool merch and have cool designs that you know exemplify our company and kind of like an experimentation platform in some sense so for someone like new to who we are how do you describe the logo so i like to describe the logo as like a little like an underrated smile because you have like the plants as your eyes and you have the gear as uh kind of the smile there so it's like a nice little face but also it's very like i think it represents kind of startup in some sense where you know it's still small and it's growing you know the plant's still like right there um and it's not like fully grown there's a lot of room to grow like when we were developing it like when we were talking about the logo that's kind of one of the things that like represented where we were and where we are like we're still have lots of room to grow so that's kind of how i'd say i would describe the logo right now yeah no definitely i see that way too like a little like sapling plant in this like tiny space it's like growing and like finding this way to like get bigger and become natural 
planned. Yeah, especially like also, you know, it's like the dirt's kind of it's kind of constrained by the gear in some sense, right? Which is we've gone through a lot of adversity and we had a lot of constraints. We still have a lot of constraints, but we're able to grow. It's a good metaphor. Yeah, it's kind of like a bonsai tree, isn't it? Like you put in like a small container and it'll only grow as big as a container is, but if you go slap and plant it outside to repot it, it's going to get even larger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That and bamboo, so I got a lot of plant metaphors for today. Bamboo plants, they grow, I believe, like pretty small in the next first like couple of years, but after you hit like year like seven or five, that grows exponentially. So it just has like a, it's like a giant growth spurt, essentially? Like it, basically, yeah. Like it hits puberty? And then it hits <laughs> one and it goes back down. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, merchandise and different products. So under this branch of our team, try and make money like an actual company. Mm-hmm. What kind of like merch do you see us selling and being able to provide out? Right off the bat, just some basic clothing. Um, we have t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and stuff like that in the pipeline. There's also some products we could sell, like notebooks and other cool merch things, like maybe keychains. You know, like there's there's a lot of potential there. But at least initially, we want to start with clothing because clothing is sort of, I don't want to say it's the easiest, but it's easy for us to vision things around clothing. Do you have any, like, leaks on, like, collections coming up? Any cool designs? Leaks on collections? You know, I, and I'll shout out our fantastic intern team. We're working on a few designs. I can't give any leaks yet. Trust me, if I could, I would, because I like to... I'm someone that reads, like, leaks and stuff, especially for sports and everything. So if I could, I would, but we have a lot of stuff in the pipeline. We're working a lot on it. There's some cool designs that the interns have come up with or like some cool ideas that we want to actuate there's some a few sketches that we have that are pretty cool we have a lot of ideas drawing around um you know i'll, I'll mention one of the challenges uh, you know we can talk about merch and all the good stuff but there are a lot of times you know you never really talk about the challenges one of the challenges is actually kind of figuring out the direction that we want a specific merch you know collection to go you know like if you go to like maybe your favorite company or whatever and oftentimes they'll have like a clothing line with a central theme and so you know how do you make a collection that's consistent to that theme that within that company you can look at that specific shirt and be like yeah that's related to that but it's also like its own thing you know you're not just having one item that's a bunch of different colors you have like designs that are still related to each other in its own collection while still being unique that's definitely you know a challenge in coming up with cool collections and then like the next thing is making designs that people want to actually wear which is actually you know it's an underrated challenge because everyone has different tastes so trying to like make that balance i would say so what kind of like brands do you like resonate with and do they have like different collections do they have like merch coming out i mean for clothing for me i well i'm someone that likes you know types of clothes like hoodies you'll always i think nine times out of ten see me with a hoodie unless it's like a hundred degrees then i just can't wear a hoodie but like that's why I like every season except summer because I can wear hoodies. So I I like those a lot and kind of like like this design for example where kind of minimalistic in the front. Then I'm not gonna turn around, but there's a cool design in the back. As for like specific brands, more or less the type of brands I follow are more into actually the gaming space that also simultaneously drop clothing. I'll name Optic as one of them. Optic Gaming. They've been doing some interesting merch designs. Sometimes it's lazy. Sometimes it's really cool. It's a fifty fifty. Really, really is a coin flip. Um, but like designs like that, 
um, where it's kind of minimalistic in the front and the cool design in the back. Oftentimes, I just want like something that shows what I'm passionate about or like conversation starter in some sense. Like actually, this is a fun story. One time I went to a convention in Seattle. It was a game convention, like Nerd I Am. And I had a jacket on from a music label. And, you know, the like the convention wasn't related to music or whatever. But I wasn't even at the convention. I was at the Needle, essentially. Something around the Needle. And I had my jacket on and someone was like, yo, nice jacket. And I like had a conversation with that dude about like the music label. And so that was really cool. And that was like awesome. So, you know, clothing like that, that's a little bit of a conversation starter. And so like those ideas and things are things that I'm like, trying to keep in mind when designing stuff for the green room. Yeah, no, definitely agree. Like the design on a shirt can go a long way. Like I have this one like nice like button up collar shirt, banana shirt. Yeah, classic. Best shirt ever. It's all pink. You got bananas on it. Anywhere I go, so always a conversation starter. A lot of interesting conversations late at night, but. <laughs> yeah where it's like i have you like worn the banana shirt it, like do you save that banana shirt for only a specific occasion or is it something you kind of wear it's like hey today i'm feeling very banana-ish so i'll wear that no nah, i try and keep it only special occasions like i think i wear it like maybe once a month at the most if i wear it because i feel like if i wear it too much then it gets stale and like people like expect it but it's like out of nowhere fixing me and it's like boom gotta switch up the wardrobe you know would you consider adding different fruit type of shirt you know beyond bananas go strawberries cherries peaches you know i don't know i saw a kiwi one the other day i was thinking about it but i don't know a collection of like fruit shirts might be kind of cool and I, yeah it would be cool you know like like you wear a different shirt every weekend essentially every uh, event you just have a different uh fruit shirt so you're known as like the fruit guy that'd be, sure. that'd be a cool idea that's only gonna work when it's warm outside oh smoothies smoothie sounds good <laughs> but you know like designs on shirts like it can go a long way like connect people to people Speaking of, like the type of designs because there are obviously different types of designs do you like designs you know where the on a t-shirt it's very all over the shirt or something that's more minimalistic what would you say is your preference there personally i'm more minimalistic kind of like having that one big image or one like i don't like shirt just like a pocket that one image on the corner that'd be like someone's like focused on it and it's not like all scattered but i know like many shirt that gets scattered all over but i think that's like, that's the only kind of shirt i have like that yeah, I'm I'm sort of similar in, in that sense. I like the really minimalistic ones and like, especially because the banana shirt is a dress shirt. So like on dress shirts, the ones that, uh, you know, there's like a small little design that kind of is, or like a small image that's kind of repeated across the entire thing. Like I'll give an example. I used to all, all the time in high school and like early college, I had this red polo that had like a toucan on it. And so that toucan was spread uh, around the entire shirt. It's a really nice polo. I don't think it fits me anymore, but I wore that like all the time. So like, that that was pretty cool see like i feel like those are great shirts like every once in a while like if i was gonna do like a repeating pattern like i have a lot of shirts like lines on it like zigzags kind of stuff yeah because i feel like that kind of goes with like the style of like wearing khakis that you usually wear kind of like completes the outfit yeah so who do you think in focused on we're designing for what kind of target audience do you, do you envision yeah, so target audience is a great question. It's one that we're definitely still working on. You know, like right now, kind of the company target audience as a whole, with the Blade Kid at least, is hobbyists, 
DIYers, uh, students, educators, you know, people who are into green energy don't really know how to get started. Places like that. And kind of what the what the merch target audience could be is sort of a different avenue in some sense to, you know, get people interested in, you know, what we're doing elsewhere. Uh, and this is like an easy entry point per se, you know, like you'll see, and this goes kind of, it depends on the type of collection, but let's say we have like a nature collection, right? Where all of our designs are based on nature, something like that, like this as an example. So then, you know, those designs, they look good, they're interesting. And then, you know, let's say someone sees it and they're like, oh, I'm interested in that shirt. And they go to their website and they see, oh, these guys are not just clothes makers. They're doing other stuff. That's really cool. It's subverted advertising where there's not one specific target audience for the merchant general. This collection maybe is targeted towards one specific group that we think would be interested in kind of the overall company as a whole. And this is kind of our easiest way to reach out to them. So it's more like a supplement. Something yeah. additional, something that people can like buy into and be like, oh, this is something that I find cool. Working with like wind turbines, solar, and tech, and kind of just on show up some merch and start off conversations. Yeah, like the the example I'll give Supreme. You know, like Supreme, like people like to give them crap for you know their really basic designs, but what they do well is they create brand loyalty, right? And so, you know, they started out with designs, whatever, but then you ended up getting, like, my friend owns this, a Supreme brick. It's just a brick with Supreme labeled on it. You have, like, Supreme purses and stuff. And, you know, like, Supreme is, is itself is a, like, clothing company, but... You know, let's say Supreme decided, hey, we want to start, you know, investing into educational kits for whatever reason, teaching about whatever. People would buy that because that there's brand loyalty there now, right? And Supreme has, you know, done that. So what the merch allows us to do is sort of build that brand loyalty where you can, you know, you like what the company is doing on this side. And so then you trust that, hey, maybe on this other thing that they're doing, they'll also be good. And like, it creates sort of like a subconscious uh, association in some sense, I think. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Have you like seen a company where they didn't have a lot of brand loyalty, but you like the products that they do produce? I want to say H&M. Like, they're that specific brand, right? And they don't ever put their brand, like, all over thing. But the quality of the shirts is pretty good. And, like, all of my nice wardrobe is, like, all H&M because it's affordable. <laughs> and it's, like, really good basics to, like, build on. People don't often think about H&M too much. And there was a few TikToks I saw recently where they're like, yeah, if your wardrobe is entirely H&M, you need to rethink your fashion sense, <laughs> which did not make me feel confident at all. But, you know, so, like... But I, I would think, you know, they're pretty shoehorned um, because, like, I don't really have a brand loyalty to them. You know, like, their products are good, but H&M is basic, right? There's not many, like, things that stick out about them. They often, they spread themselves across a lot of different things, you know, and you can, like, mix and match pretty well. Uh, like, which is why I got them, because they're easy to mix and match with other pieces of clothing. Uh, and they're just solid quality. But, you know, if H&M started going into rockets for whatever, I'd be like, the heck? And, like, in our case, like, they're fully celebrated, or they're fully directed towards clothing, and that's their main thing. Whereas us, we're, you know, fully a, uh, not fully, but we're primarily in a educational company, right? And providing these educational kits, and the, the merch is sort of a secondary endeavor in some sense. Do you feel with any profits coming in, it would mainly go in, like, different merch and different products? Do you see, like, the money going anywhere else? I, I would see a lot of it going towards, you know, developing 
it, it depends on the situation. I would say most of it we reinvest back into merch or not. I, I can't say most. It's, it's you know, it depends on the situation and what, like, is doing good. But, you know, if, there, if we look at the statistics and we're like, hey, merch is doing really well. Blade Kid isn't doing as good as we want, but we want our Blade Kid to be a big thing. I would say in that situation, we would take, you know, like a 55% of the revenue towards reinvesting towards merch, especially since like a lot of merchandise is just the initial startup, like the, the cost is initial startup, you know, setting up the platform, getting products on the store. And then the rest of that cost is often future costs that are a lot minimal because you're often just redesigning and like most companies will use the same supplier for shirts and things and they'll have their supply chain all set up good to go like cost would just go to expanding and then you know paying r&d for new designs and some such so at least early stages i would say with the merchandise it could probably go back towards reinvesting into merchandise but like as we develop that and set that up we like can fund that money towards other things where we need more resources so kind of long-winded answer but i can definitely see that money going elsewhere in the company but primarily towards merchandise do you see the money potentially going outside that you like donate to nonprofits, other organizations making impacts yeah oh definitely that's like one of the things we've kept in mind you know like we're a sustainable company. Sustainable is, you know, it's not just taking and keeping, it's giving back. In some sense, like it's a loop. That's sustainable is a constant loop. And that's all, uh, that's why I didn't say it, because it's kind of just, we've always kept that in the back of our heads. We got to, with the merchandising, we have to give back. And so, you know, definitely there's instances where a collection, a certain amount of proceeds can go towards this cause that we're doing. Or, you know, we partner with some sort of organizations and work with them to maybe give back in some sense. Or like a shirt sold helps. Actually, Zach, one of our managers, because we were talking about things like that. He sent me a TikTok where it's essentially like every shirt sold is a pound garbage removed for the water in the ocean like the company is an ocean cleaning company so every a dollar spent or every shirt sold is a pound of water or pound of garbage removed from the water right so stuff like that it, that's definitely something that we've always thought about and it's something we definitely plan to integrate what it is specifically can't tell you we have to figure that out but there are a lot of discussions that we've had and we that we're going to continue to have around that and it's really important that we make sure that we do that because our whole thing is sustainability and so as a result of that, we have to give back and we want to give back. Couldn't agree more. Amochio helped some, an organization out there. I've seen ones of tackling and helping the Amazon rainforest all the way to the great coral reefs in what, Australia. Mm-hmm. A lot of great causes out there. And yeah, if we can give back a little and go a long way for someone else. Yeah. And like also giving back is kind of, I don't want to say free advertising, but it, it can be, you know. Like, if you give back to the right communities and such, and they remember that, it, you know, I'll give the example of, I think, yeah, Miss, I think, like, Mr. Beast brought, like, clean water to, like, a school in Africa or something like that. Or, like, a community in Africa that had really difficult time getting clean water. And that's him giving back. And so they remember him possibly for the rest of their lives, at least for the next few years. And so, like, you know, you're helping them grow, then they can, they'll talk about you for, to their friends or whatever, to people maybe not associating that community. So that's, like, again, a little bit of free advertising. That's, that's a little bit of a capitalistic view. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's a little less, um, quote unquote, noble. But it's another reason to 
give back even if it is a little bit more capitalistic. But, you know, you touched upon something I feel like human nature, like if someone's giving back to you, like you're going to remember them, you want to hype them up because they made an impact in your life. And what the saying goes, like you don't, you remember what people say, but you remember how they made you feel. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like, it's, it's building a community in some sense. Oh, just like how we said earlier, merchandise that connects people to people. Yeah. So as we begin coming towards the end of today's episode, do you have any thoughts and any final words you have for the audience listening? Well, I will say, you know, right away, we have merch, buy our merch. It's pretty, it'll be pretty cool. Trust me. I, I'm committed to making designs and clothing that, and not just clothing, like our entire merchandising section of the company. I'm committed to make that quality and I'm committed to make that somewhat uh, affordable because the way that we're going to set it up is how I myself would want it. Like if I were on the outside, how would I want things to be? You know, And I'm someone that's very practical and someone that's also very frugal. So, you know, like I, I'm committed to making that recurring theme across you know everything we do, but especially merchandise, making it affordable, making it quality and you know, making something that you would want to share with your friends and that if we get people talking and, you know, quote unquote, build a community. Couldn't say better myself. Prem, thank you again for jumping on to another episode of Young Entrepreneurs. Always great to be here. Love it. And for everyone tuning in today, don't forget to go and listen to another episode on the podcasting app you have, Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Music, I believe it is. If you have YouTube, come online and watch us as we talk. Yes, you can see our mouths move. It's it really enhances the experience. Sometimes, sometimes in the occasional podcast, we'll do hand movements, and that'll be pretty cool. <laughs> oh yeah, those are a limited edition. Don't yeah. get those. And folks, remember, stay sustainable.